Everybody, welcome to another episode of the breakdown. Uh, we've got a little bit to talk about tonight, but I have a feeling it's probably going to get a little bit spicy once we're joined by uh, Politico uh, Sarah Biggs. She's just uh, finishing up a, a little bit of a little bit of a snack. I'm told when she's done, she'll be joining us shortly. Um, but in the meantime, in between time, it's uh, we we get a little bit of a break in more ways than one. So first of all, right out of the gates, this is going to be. Um, our last show for about a week. We're going to take a little bit of a, a break over the the Christmassy break side of things, just because we've been working so very hard over the last little bit. We're going to be back next Wednesday uh, on the twenty eighth of December, but we're going to give ourselves a little bit of a, a Christmas holiday space because it's it's been a bit of a year. Um, but before we do that, there's a couple things that we definitely need to talk about. Um, starting with the fact that it's the end of session, much to a lot of people's surprise. A lot of people were expecting the legislature to still be sitting for another week. Um, the, the UCP went ahead and decided, you know what? We're done. Late Thursday, they announced that they were adjourning the legislative session and that we were now going to be seeing uh, a break. They're, they're taking the Christmas break. They're taking the Christmas break a little bit early. Now, there's been a lot of teachers that have actually been weighing in on this uh, and saying, hey, this is this kind of sucks because, you know, we had a field trip planned and we were hoping the kids were going to be able to see the legislative session. But as you can see on the screen here, if you're watching on the live streams, um, it's over the course of an hour, they went from having – uh, sitting scheduled on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday to a whole lot of just kidding. Now, now, this is where it gets a bit problematic, and some people are certainly saying a little, little bit hypocritical, because one of the things that the UCP did over this last session, especially when it came to a certain premier, certain signature bill, was uh, there were a lot of time limitations placed on things. There's a lot of time limitations placed on debate, because they're so important that the legislation be given the opportunity to not be at all addressed, I guess. Um, there was a lot of the limitations placed on the debate in the first, second, and third reading of Bill 1, the Sovereignty Act. Um, there were amendments that were made. Those amendments were giving shortened debate times. There was a lot of debate times that were limited. There were some pieces of legislation that are going to be carried over to the next legislative session. Um, this is, it's pretty stunning. You know, when we have uh, Daniel Smith talking about how hard the UCP are going to be working for the, the people of Alberta, and then they go ahead and they give themselves an extra week of Christmas break. We did the math. And in this entire legislative session, since Daniel Smith uh, took over as premier and as uh, head honcho of the United Conservative Party. The legislature has sat for a grand total of, wait for it, 11 days before they needed a break. And then they took the holidays off. And that's the whole thing. Pretty sweet. 
work week and a half if you can if you can get it, I guess. Um, but again, it just highlights the fact that one of the things that people are having to contend with with this government is the fact that they will say one thing, they're going to work very hard for the people, and then they'll do another entirely, just kidding, we're clearing our schedule a week early. It's really quite problematic. And especially when one of the big criticisms that the, the UCP received from the NDP was, hey, you're introducing this major, major, major piece of legislation that is, you know, deeply unconstitutional. There's a lot of people who have some, and rightfully so, have some very real concerns about what this thing is. And you're uh, limiting all of the debate. You're not allowing for the time of the debate. So on one hand, the UCP super pressed for time. On the other hand, just kidding. Got a flight to catch. And we, we do have a follow-up bit that we're going to be doing in uh, a couple of weeks once, let's say, certain financial disclosures get put in because there's some giggles to be had. Um, and, and we'll, we'll share those once the financial disclosures come out. Uh, but that's not the only thing that happened this week. A couple other things happened this week that we want to talk about before we get joined by, by Sarah Biggs. Uh, next thing is... The province's uh, economist Churchill provided this graph to the, the universe where the uh, provincial fiscal capacity and equalization payments for 2023-2024 numbers were released. And for those of you that are on the Twitter spaces, I'll walk you through the graph. For those of you that are watching on the live stream, pretty simple. But the way that it works is you can see that there's that line that goes all the way across the top there that everybody's trying to aim for. And that's considered to be the, the fair, equal, equitable amount that all provinces should be getting. And then you can see there's some provinces that are doing a little bit better than others. BC's doing okay. They're, they're, they're above the average. Newfoundland's doing okay. But head and shoulders in regards to earning capacity, once again, is the province of Alberta. Now, what this means for anybody who's unfamiliar is that once again, Alberta is the province that has the ability to make the most money in Confederation. And we wanted to take this opportunity to just take a sec to remind everybody that equalization payments aren't a thing that Albertans make. They're a thing that those other provinces. So in particular, we're looking at uh, Manitoba. We're looking at New Brunswick, Nova Scotia, Prince Edward Island. The provinces that don't have the same ability to earn, uh, they get money from the federal government. So equalization payments are not something that Alberta Albertans make. They're something that federal government makes to lift up the rest of the country. It's not a bad thing. But Alberta's not cutting a check for equalization payments. We just like to say that whenever we get the opportunity because it's fun and it's so grossly misrepresented. So always. One more little story we're going to talk about right quick. And then we're going to hopefully have the Sarah, Sarah the F-bomb Biggs joining us. Uh, <laughs> She's got a little bit of a reputation on the Twitter machine this week. And uh, that story is, remember when Danielle Smith announced the biggest cabinet ever, when she swore the, the, the oath of office and she officially became Premier of Alberta, she announced her new cabinet, a lot of which was a continuation of the old cabinet, but a lot of which was also really really big add-ons it's been well documented that the the cabinet that daniel smith created is the largest cabinet in living memory or at least in the last like 
five or six premiers. It's enormous. And there's a lot of different reasons why people have speculated why the cabinet might be so big. One of them is cabinet votes are whip votes. So as much as Daniel Smith likes to say, ah, oh, you know what, my MLAs, they get a free votes. That's technically true of the MLAs that aren't in cabinet. But the ones that are in cabinet, she gets to say, hey, so you'll be voting this way. And that's the end of the conversation. And when you take a look at how much uh, how many UCP MLAs are in cabinet versus how many UCP MLAs are uh, just kicking around the legislature, the numbers that we're talking about, it's, it's almost two thirds of the overall UCP caucus. Like there's more UCP MLAs in caucus or sorry, in cabinet than there aren't. So you have to have worked pretty hard to to not be in in cabinet um, or maybe just be the MLA for Chestermere Strathmore and have called Daniel Smith out on multiple times for being a horrid human being. Then you don't get into cabinet either, it seems. Um, but it seems like Daniel Smith wasn't done because one of the things that we learned on Thursday at the very tail end of this legislative session that was cut short was it wasn't even a news release. It wasn't even a press release. There was no press conference. There was no announcement. There was no mandate letter that was released. There was just the quiet change on the government of Alberta website that announced that Tracy Allard had been named the parliamentary secretary for civil liberties on December 13th, 2022. And a lot of people were like, Hey, so Civil liberties. What's uh, what's that exactly? What does what does that mean? And there were a few people who came up with some answers. This is a journalist named Charles Rusnell who was able to determine one of the key f- jobs that Tracy Allard is going to be doing is going to be advocating for the rights of the unvaccinated because we need, in effect, associate minister to do that now. Because that's a thing, I guess. Um, It's worth noting as well that uh, when we're talking about these cabinet positions, these are pay bumps. This isn't just, hey, I'm going to tag you in to do this extra stuff because you're you're a very good poodle. This is you're getting a pay bump as well. I'm going to make sure that you are well compensated and you get extra staff and you get extra resources and you get all of these things um, for 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 being all of these roles. So it's it's there's some debate as to whether or not uh, and how much that that pay bump is. But historically, when we're talking about ministers and associate ministers, there is a pay bump that's involved. Um, So there's and there's also a lot of extra resources. But Daniel Smith came out on your your province, your premier. We tried to pull the audio uh, today, but for some reason, the the website wasn't playing the audio for your province, your premier for the hour that we were trying to get it. But Daniel Smith said a few things about what the role was going to be about. And one of the things that uh, that she said the role was going to be involved with is, ah, no, no, no. What it's going to be is, and I'm paraphrasing here, what it's going to be is we need somebody who, when the, the rest of cabinet is making rules, has a lens on 
is everything that we're doing in alignment with the charter. We need that person. So that's what her, her job is going to be. It's, it's going to be to make sure that any rules that we make are in alignment with the charter, which has some fascinating implications out of the gate. So the first question that you might ask is, what, what is, is Tracy Allard's legal background? We couldn't find any. As per her Wikipedia page, she does have uh, some extra uh, training in macroeconomics, I think it was. Let me pull it up here so I'm getting it right for you. She does have some uh, post-secondary education in uh, macroeconomics and uh, I believe it was disability management. But in regards to the experience that she brings to the table from a civil rights standpoint, there is exactly nothing. So most qualified person for the job or something. Um, the other piece of it that's that's particularly telling, if the UCP is saying, hey, you know what, we need to make sure when we're drafting legislation that uh, we're not uh, violating the charter, we're not violating anybody's civil liberties. The implication is that for the last session, they weren't doing that. And of course, as many critics will say, taking a look at the Sovereignty Act. Uh, yeah, they they weren't doing that. So that's fun. That's a thing that happened in Alberta politics. Last story that I want to talk about before hopefully we're able to bring in Sarah Biggs is we went and had ourselves a nomination race in the province of Alberta, and it wasn't a small one. There were some very high-profile people that were involved in there. I am, of course, talking about the nomination race in Chestermere, Strathmore. <clears throat> there were two candidates. Uh, couldn't be more different by most measures. And it was uh, allegedly going to be a very tight race. There were some problems with the way, there were some concerns with the way that the race was set up. This is, of course, Leela Hears, old constituent. She's still, she's still represented, but she said she's not running there again. Um, and one of the things that came up in this, uh, this nomination race was we had somebody who was reportedly backed by Take Back Alberta. And of course, there's some problems there. Uh, but there's also some very, 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 very right wing elements to to this candidate. There's been some concerns about her stance on women's access to health care. Uh, there's certainly been a very let's go with uh, fundamentalist approach to to things and and stuff. Um, so, you know, when 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 a certain dark reality universe parallel upside down version of Caillou angry Caillou is in your corner. Eh, it's kind of a red flag in a lot of ways. Well, she crushed it. She absolutely crushed it. 1200 votes were cast or sorry. There was uh, the vote was 1200 for her 600 for her opponent. So the UCP have themselves a spicy little nomination candidate in Chestermere Strathmore who comes with all kinds of fascinating baggage. You know, there were a lot of people who were surprised when Mr. Bexty got his uh, credentials for the, the legislature uh, from the, the Speaker of the House, Nathan Cooper. A lot of people kind of were like, whoa, what happened there? Uh, it's going to be fascinating to see how long it takes him to become a press secretary if the UCP form government again. That's the that's the rundown of the stories right there. So 
that being said, I'm hoping that we have a maybe maybe have a Sarah Biggs. But if we don't, in the meantime, while we're waiting for a Sarah Biggs, uh, let's go ahead and uh, I'll I'll say, oh, there we go. We've got a Sarah Biggs. I'm here. Hey, Sarah I've, been, I've been here for a long time. Well, but you were all like darked out, so I didn't know if you were oh. like um, beating someone in the background or trying to carve up a body or just swearing, swearing and swearing and swearing and swearing. No, my mother-in-law listens. Like I can't. <clears throat> Merry Christmas. Is it, we got candy canes. We got gingerbread. We got yeah, Santa. I, I stole the sweater oh. from my husband's. Well, I think I have an ugly Christmas sweater upstairs. I should have worn it. And I was listening to uh, parliamentary secretaries don't get pay bumps. Just saying. Okay, there we go. What do they get? I texted you. Do they get a? Do they get like a a, a business card? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and, you know, a special medal. There we go. A little little <laughs> highlight. They get to be in a circle. But they are still with votes. Yeah. So she gets a title, a fancy business card, and Danielle Smith gets to chalk up another yeah. one as a guarantee. I I know we said don't don't look at the comments, but I see uh, it's asking if a hair is gone. No, she's going to finish her term. Um. Yeah. There's that. There we go. Okay. <laughs> Sir Biggs, let's let's start at the top. Um, you and I had a conversation about this earlier in the week. So we had the UCP limiting debate on the Sovereignty Act. They they rammed through it. And you were talking last week. You were saying they're ramming through a bunch of legislation. I think something's up. And I was like, there's no way they'd be that arrogant. And you were you were right. They will be that arrogant. So they they shut the they ended the session. They didn't prorogue. They were just like, you know what? We're done everything that we wanted to do. The people of Alberta need nothing more from us with the schedule of time that we promised them. Let's go. Let's all go to Hawaii. Uh, what's your take? Is that a normal thing? It shows how unprepared they were. Um, they had some few, but so they had some very, you know, elements of legislation that they really, 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 really wanted to get through. Um, bill one, bill six, um, the police act thing. Um, then the rest was pretty much just housekeeping items. Like it was just, you know, when, what was it last Tuesday when I messaged you and I was like, they just introduced a bill for like housekeeping items and everybody voted in favor. And I was like, Whoa, we're going on Christmas break a week early. And then everybody was like, no, 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 they have too much to do. And I was like, no, 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 they call the housekeeping items. Um, amendment statutes act. It's like the the last bill usually that is being presented. And Bill 1 was signed as law now uh, by the LG. So, you know, they she wanted one thing done and she got it done. The rest... It's wild that we had an entire legislative session, in effect, to get Bill 1 done. And then, peace, we've got chicken milk. And fruitcake to get to. Yeah. That was an eggnog joke. You've ruined it for me, by the way. I'm incapable of walking past a carton of eggnog without reading the French thing for the French side. And it's, you have scarred me. I don't know how I made it 46 years without finding out that the, the en français eggnog is 
chicken milk, which is also yeah. conjured up a variety of uh, but you know it's unsetting just, visuals. You know, she prorogued the legislature for three weeks because usually they were set to return. Uh, well, my little book here? It wasn't even prorogued though. It was yeah, just well, it, they, they were done. Technically, te- no, 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 no. I'm talking in the beginning of the session. Oh, okay. Sorry, sorry. They, just let me see here. I don't have it. Ah, uh, where is it? I have a transition. My transition Bible. Where is it? Okay, hold on for a second. Uh, no, I can't show it because it's classified. Okay, so usually the session was supposed to come back on thirty first. Technically, the government, she could have appointed the ministers and she could have just, it was not a matter of having enough votes. It was just a matter of, no, she wanted to get elected. So she called a by-election that did not need to get called. Oh, and by the way, um, good people of medicine and hats, sorry, I'm just going to say something Al Brown um, has passed yesterday and he was a big a PC organizer and he was a good man and um yeah I'm really sad that he's gone because he had a lot of insights and he had good you know good advice for their youngings around um it's very unfortunate but so she prorogued till 20 28 22nd 28 Because everything's about Daniel Smith. Everything is about Daniel Smith. If Daniel Smith can't have it, well, why would the province benefit from it? Like, as a government, there's a lot of, like, okay, so we're facing, so she drained AHS. She introduced a new uh, conduct code for teachers. She introduced Bill 1. She rented some um, portable offices for the children hospital. And um, apparently she sat for tea with, um, you know, treaties. So. Yeah, they were big fans of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's, it's, that was a big medal. Um, when, when, the, when the Treaty 6 chiefs issue a, a press statement saying, yeah, we know we sat down with you, but it was not that. Also, you suck. Um, no, it's like meet the parents the first time. Uh, yeah, well, it's, it's awkward. But there's so many things that we need to take care of right now as a province. And there's a lot of debate that should have happened. Uh, the provincial police thing should have never gone through. It's a financial pit. It's, you know, it shouldn't even be a thing. It's not that we're going to slap a different tag on someone's hat. And it's going to make it more efficient. The RCMP is having issues recruiting at the salaries that they're offering with the full pension. Are we going to have problems recruiting for the Alberta Provincial Police? Well, especially like, given the, the the expanded mental health uh, criteria that they're going to be demanding of the, the Alberta Provincial Police Force, where they're going to be effectively social workers with guns. That'll go well. It, I, I can tell you from, you know, it, it doesn't work. Doesn't surprise me. Um, 
So we had an early end of session. I guess uh, they all had had wonderfully, probably warm places that they needed to be. I think you just muted yourself, Sarah. Yeah, Sarah's Sarah's audio has stopped for inexplicable reasons. So I'll just uh, keep plugging away. I don't know what happened there. That was super weird. Um, but she's going to, she's going to pop out and then she's going to come back in and join us again. But, um, yeah, so they, they shut the legislator legislature down early. Um, I'm going to take a, this opportunity for the collapse of Sarah's stuffs to, uh, try to, um, uh, there we go. You're back. I'm back. No, I just really wish we, we could have had more for our money. It's disappointing considering, Looking at all of the issues that we are dealing in the province right now, how uh, not so concerned the political class is right now. Well, it's not like there's trailers parked outside of the children's hospital, a healthcare crisis, or major delays to medical procedures, or uh, a no. opioid epidemic. Um, Nothing. It's you all, know, it's business as usual, right? It's all pretty normal. We just need to pull ourselves by our bootstraps. <laughs> what do you make of the Allard piece? That was weird, right? Like, it's weird for somebody to get appointed, added to cabinet, and absolutely nothing said about it. Like, that was when uh, when Mr. Russell broke that story on Thursday. All props to him. Um, oh, I was like, what the? F I saw that tweet, too, and I was like, wait, what? They just made a new cabinet person? They didn't say anything. Uh, that was that was very very surprising to me. Um, is it? That's not normal, right? No, 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 no. So, so we all remember how she said that she, at one of her first press conferences, <clears throat> she said that. <clears throat> sorry, there's a little bit of RSV going on. I'll speak now. It's. Um, so she said that she wanted to make sure that um, the unvaccinated for COVID-19 specifically to be included in the Alberta Human Charter of Rights or whatever, which one she picked. Human Rights Act. Yeah, Human Rights Act. And she wanted to make sure that they were protected. And her everybody was like, no, 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 no. And then probably a staffer in the background was like, but I have an idea. Just watch me. People, they won't see. They were okay, so here's the thing. Somebody in that office sat down and was like, no, 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 they're too dumb. They won't figure it out. Well, guess what? We did. Everybody did. Um, how, how does that, like, again, I go back to um, why is it that there was no announcement. Like, I, if if this was a PR move for the 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 freedom folks, yeah. Why didn't we see Danielle Smith go full Mel Gibson Braveheart style? Uh, freedom. She and, does not do well with criticism. Have we noticed that yet? I, I've picked up. A, I, it's hard because I'm blocked. <laughs> I'm not, <laughs> I, and I don't know how. Um, and she, she, she's not a fan of me. She, you know, um, but what's, uh, what's interesting is that they did a sneak attack. 
like Appa would say in Kim's convenience store, sneak attack. It's a sneak attack. It's a sneaky move. She wanted to make sure that she still give them a little piece of something, but she could not go in front of the cameras and try to explain it. They were keeping her away. That's what they're doing right now. They're just, you know, it's not being announced. It's not a big deal. Yet, you know, that crown will find out. They will make their own interpretation of that. Because... Isn't it inevitable, though, that Danielle Smith at some point is going to pop her head out for a press conference that's not a controlled radio show environment? And there's going to be a reporter who says, hey, so that was weird. I don't think we're going to see her a lot for the next three months until the throne speech is being thrown out. Really? The last session was quite spicy and quite unscripted, and they had to spin a lot of stuff. Like, a lot. I feel bad. Like, the comm staff had to work extremely hard to try to spin a lot of squirrels. Um, I don't think we're going to see much of her in the next few months. Uh, You know, I'm willing to be wrong. I'm hoping I'm wrong. But they're going to make sure that she stays on script she they she has four months left there's 25 undecided 25 percent undecided and it's worth is she going to is she going to be able to convert them no she won't be i'm just looking at the calendar here for for the next legislature, it looks like it's going to convene on february 7th and then it runs Well, if they don't push it, if they don't push it, it runs to the end of March with uh, three one week breaks in there for reasons, I guess. Um, It's constituency week. Is that the 20th to the 24th or the March break, March break? No. So when there's a week break during what we call constituency weeks. So the MLAs are going back in their writing. Okay. Yeah. But. Again, very, very short session. How can we have proper representation, healthy debates, healthy legislative processes when legislative sessions are so short? How? With all of our very, very, very personal agenda, because we have not seen everything yet. Like, this session was light. Um, but again, she... They're... they're pulling, pulling. I think that the best thing for the UCP right now is to keep Daniel Smith away from the cameras for a while. Like, RSV is going down. You know... Well, no, not in Calgary. It's all the way up, but... You know, hopefully there won't be another bump of COVID. Wait times in the hospitals are about two hours. Um, a lot of obstetrics being closed everywhere in rural Alberta, but who cares, right? That's not a problem. Because, you know, when, when you're at 10 centimeter and ready to push, you're on Highway 2, it's not necessarily comfortable. Um, I don't know. It's... It's a very, very poor 
exercise of parliamentary process. Fair enough. Um, it's upsetting. So what do you make? I mean, we saw there was uh, Mr. Russell confirmed. And to be to be clear, Mr. Russell is when it comes to the, the quality He's of solid that gets done. He is rock solid. Uh, he confirmed that part of her mandate was to be doing the, the vaccine piece. Um, the Daniel Smith on the I found the quote. That's what I was looking for here. Uh, Daniel Smith had a question about this on your province, your premier. Like I said, I was trying to get the audio, but the global website wasn't playing that episode for some reason for me um would play a couple of the other ones so i don't know what was going on but she said there's a whole range of things that came up in this fall session and it seemed to me having a parliamentary secretary fo focused on property and civil rights would allow for her to give us some advice on how we might be able to address these in legislation. And as we go forward, if there are bills that are passing, just having someone with the lens of saying, is this making sure that we're protecting all of the rights that are protected in the Charter of Rights and Freedoms? I think that's going to be important. So I'm looking that's forward... <laughs> She's looking forward to working with Tracy Allard on that. So here's, here's my question. I like it. That seems to me to be a bit of a tacit admission that, oh, we weren't doing that. Like, isn't isn't that a part of the, the, the process of drafting of bills? It's already. Oh, my God. A lot of people skip their poli sci classes. I'm having in the nerves. Like, it is the role of everybody in government, public servants, ministers, the attorney general, like Minister of Justice, everybody needs to do a lot of checks and balances to make sure that that bill is kosher. Because if it doesn't pass a sniffs test, usually you don't present it. <coughs> but uh, I'm, I'm having a terrible. But it's a poor excuse. We're not that dumb. Like, we need it's extremely frustrating because she takes for granted that a lot of people do not understand what the role and the purpose of a government is. And, you know, again, we're going with personal experience that Danielle went through. She had to fly to the United States to get her Jensen vaccine. Her restaurants had capacity limits. Uh, the straws you know, it's it's very painful. Um, you know, it's everybody's prosecuted and like we're we're not happy in this province. Like we're we're martyrs. Think of the straws. It, it's, it's, should we have a moment for the, the straws that still aren't illegal yet? Uh it, it starts on Tuesday. Well, I know, but that's like not yeah. yet. Rush out people. Go to hell with straws. the sea turtles. To hell with the sea turtles. Go get your straw. Stop I'm by. just really upset because it's <laughs> misrepresenting. Like, it's putting clown makeup on the roll. I do not know how owning a Tim Hortons in Prince Rupert. Two. She owns two. two as per Wikipedia. Makes you, you know, you can be familiar with the work, work you know, labor code but freedom I mean, here's here's what my, my my question really is do you think that this is a response to everybody saying 
Hey, Danielle Smith, you uh, you introduced that bill and it was a constitutional train wreck. There's a lot of people who say that it still is. I saw that Martin Olshinsky tweeted out a couple of court decisions yeah, that came down just a, a little while ago that basically say, hey, Sovereignty Act, enjoy that that brief little taste of life that you have whilst you have it, because it, it, it literally invalidates the, the whole premise of the sovereignty act as it's, as it was finally presented, which is the watered down version. Is this her, her throwing out a, a, a fig leaf? I'm making fun of Tyler Shandro there. Is this her throwing out a fig leaf to say, uh, Hey, you know what? I get it. Constitutional. Civil rights matter. Sorry that I almost like lit yours on fire. Um, but look, Tracy Allard, she's going to make sure I don't do it again. I might even listen. Is that what this is? Captain Freedom. Captain Freedom. Is that what this is? I think that it's a very, very, very performative role. And it's a waste of time. And it's a waste of resources. And it's a waste of everything because... The very, very role of a government is to put out legislation and measures that are, you know, following the Charter of Rights. I like. I feel, and this is this is one of the reasons why I I I I tripped on the Sovereignty Act as bad as much as I did because there are lawyers who work for the government. There are, I mean, Shandro even came out and said I wrote it based on 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 what I was told to do i'm paraphrasing mm-hmm. a little bit. um but they the, are being told what to do sure but i mean one would think especially somebody who has no problem speaking his mind like the justice minister apparently does uh he would have said hey so i think this might be wildly illegal like those yeah, those mechanisms do currently exist, and so giving a a owner of a Tim Hortons the ability to and I'm not being derogatory towards no, no, no. Tim Hortons. I'm just saying you wouldn't want me making complex constitutional rulings because I would screw them up seven ways of Sunday. That's not what I do. Um, yeah. But it, it would seem to me that you wouldn't want that. Like, what is what is she going to bring to the table that all of the lawyers that work for the government? who aren't elected and very angry. Uh, what is she going to bring to the table that, that they're nothing. Okay. Nothing. There's that. There. It's, it's, it's like a check mark for the unvaccinated and be like, see, I got your back. And it's, people are like, yeah, freedom. We have someone looking after our freedoms. It doesn't work like that. Well, there it, was always supposed to, and the vaccination, the, the the vax pass or the the mandates or whatever you want to call them, those were legal. That it was worked. not a that was not a violation of, of. It is a goddamn pandemic, people. People are dying. Oaks Still test dying forty six a week. Oaks Long test COVID. It's going to affect our economy in fifteen years because people will be disabled. Like how. From there, let's get to the 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 really spicy stuff, Sarah Biggs. Just yeah. for Strathmore. Yeah, that's uh, a thing. Chantel D. Uh, Jungi. The Yons. Chantel I, the Yons. 
Okay. The Jesus Gun and Babies candidate for Chester Mayor Stratmore. The, 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 the angry Caillou endorsed candidate. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, um, oh, she was present at Daniel Smith rally too in Chester Mayor Stratmore when Daniel had a rally this summer. And, you know, the, the candidate that her supporters were yelling at people of color at the AGM to pick the board this summer and make them go home. And then also the very same board that took over that started to spew anti-vax information and racist information and misinformation right, left, and center. And freedoms has won. So here's here's the thing that I was, normal. I was thinking about today. I mean, in the land of, well, that's pretty far right. Chantel D. Jonji uh is uh she's pretty pretty far right does this open a window yeah. for the ndp in chester strathmore no no leela won by 15 she won with fifteen thousand votes last time it's not the ndp performed at 16 percent. it's not going to do anything but if i was the ndp you know right now i would be searching for a very 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 strong candidate for Chester Mayor Stratmore and maybe put a lot of resources behind it. But what do I know? Um, and, like get them, or anything. Well, and get them to adapt the language to something more centrist, maybe slightly more conservative, but still with NDP talking points, but rechewed. So, you know, they can try to make some damage. Because I swear to God, I personally, and Caillou can come after me for that one, I personally... You know, I believe in democracy, but candidates like Chantal Deange with the people that is backing her up is not good for Alberta. It is not good for your kids. It is not good for anyone. It is not good for women's rights. It is not good for the healthcare system. I, I, I feel like I need to go back to my kitchen because I feel like we're falling back in 1950 all over again. I have a Here's joke that. that I want to make there, but I'm not going to because of no, the... do it. Do it. Do well, it. it is it is it is the season for baking. It is, and my and husband does the baking. Yeah, chicken milk. My husband does all the baking. I hope so not in that fancy sweater, though. Um, he has more. <laughs> good for him. Um, Mr. Biggs loves a good Christmas sweater. Well, you know, there's there it, it can turn into quite the the eclectic little little collection. I have I I have I think three, uh, and they're all I have one that's like an actually an advent calendar, and I never wear that one out of the house because I'm terrified that people are just going to come up and start trying to open the advent calendar, and I just can't. We have that. one from uh, Nightman from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. I've never I'll seen wear it. There you go. It's good. Okay. Um, is there anything I'm missing this week? Like it was really kind of, hey, peace, we're out. By the way, surprise, Allard is a minister, and oh, Chester Mayor, yeah. welcome to the Lake Fire. Did it? Did, I mean, that was. Uh, those were... Well, we we know that Miss Smith's going to go to Europe next year. Try to you know get a picture with some German people, and say. I stopped by and tried my best. Everybody likes to get but, selfies when they travel. Uh, 
it's, it's such a complicated we should dedicate a 15 minutes on that next year because it is a very 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 complicated fight how do i know i worked on it Oh, there we go. Well, we will make sure that we dedicate 15 minutes to that. But it's it's very complicated. It's going to be like super performative. Everything like guys. You're reading we the comments need... again, Sarah Biggs. I told no, you to not... stop reading the comments. No, I'm not on reading your the comments. Face. Like... Don't read the comments. Okay, I'm gonna go like this. Okay. I think maybe get some no. just duct tape over that side of the screen or yeah. something. No, it's a brand new iMac. Oh, tinsel. You could just hang some tinsel over the corner. It would be seasonal. But then my cat's gonna eat it. You're killing me here. I'm trying to I'm trying to solve problems. I'm taking the the no. the, the Daniel okay. Smith loophole approach to things. I'm looking that way here. How's that? <laughs> but no, so you know, uh, people will be forgetting a lot of things that have been done the following over Christmas because Christmas and the holidays and the electorate has a very, very, very short memory. Um, we're going to see in a few weeks the impact on um, polling of, you know, um, the, the measures that have been taken by the government to, you know, relieve the inflation. Um, we're going to see if the electorate debate or not where that's going to be important because the, i think that that's uh, the ndp needs to pay close attention and figure out some messaging towards that because i have concerns i really do well um, we've said this is the ndp's election to lose and they seem to be pursuing that track for some reason uh yeah. oh i found a way to hide the comments awesome there we go. Good stuff. So, but no, uh, I think it's going to be important to continue the advocacy, like to get out the vote, the strategies, get involved in your community. If there's a candidate, I don't care who it is, but if there's a candidate that you truly, truly believe, because at the end of the day, we need to remember we are voting for who will be representing us at the legislature and the party of the leader of that MLA will become premier. But first, um, do some homework over the holidays. Um, you know, A, try to take a break because everybody's exhausted. We're B, taking a break. We are. I'm taking my first holiday off in 10 years. How wild is that? Are you going anywhere fun or is it the staycation? It's a staycation. That's still fun. My though. husband's off week. Yeah, the kids are in school and daycare. So, you know, we're going to have naps because that's going to be great. Um, I'm going to go to the gym, but no, um, I would say take a little piece of paper and just write what you, what matters to you. I would like, maybe we can start something on Twitter, a tag, what matters to me and put your five priorities. What do you want to see? What do you want to hear? What do you want to be heard on? I think it's important that we need, so we don't need to back up, we never need to back a party publicly, we never do. But we can speak out on the issues that matter to us. We can advocate through different organizations on the issues that matter to us. And at the end of the day, that's how you make a difference. Um, you know, uh, voting is super, super important, don't get me wrong. But the advocacy and try to convert so we need to remember that there's about 
25% undecided voters right now in the province. That will make tip the scale and a lot of writing. So talk to your friends, talk to your families, talk to your teachers, talk to the nurses. What? Those poor doctors and those poor nurses are exhausted because it's almost been three years of chaos. I remember when I worked as a nurse during SARS and we were lucky because it didn't last that long. I can't imagine doing three years of that. It's insane. It's absolutely insane. You know, at the end of the day, um, just get vaccinated. Like, let's, it's not going to kill you. And by the way, everybody dies suddenly because the heart stops without giving warning. Just saying. I'm having issues with that, too. I just, you know, I saw, I saw the angry Caillou trying to make the, the death of somebody who has been struggling with cancer for three years. A died suddenly. Yeah. And, uh, Jim Carr. Don't be like Jim that. Jim Carr. Don't a be wonderful like minister, a wonderful MP, a wonderful person all around, community man. He had, he's been battling cancer for the past three years. He was working a week ago. Two, three days before he passed. He did not die suddenly. He died of cancer. Like, I'm so tired of people just using... Like, dude, you have a batch in political sciences. Stay in your goddamn lane. Here, I'm going to say it. We're trained healthcare workers. Stay in your lane. Like, good God. Trying to grift and make money... On people dying is disgusting. Hey, nice segue. You want to know something that's disgusting? What? I, I threw this up, up last night, and that's almost literally the right turn of phrase to use. Um, we got a DM a little while ago from, from somebody who has been uh, allegedly uh, cataloging the, the tweets of political figures who are of some significance um and they 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 claim that this tweet unfortunately this person's timeline has been purged uh from after this tweet was was tweeted but they claim that this tweet was uh was authentic and real i have no way of proving that but uh, since we we had a little conversation about Chester Strathmore, since we had a conversation about Take Back Alberta, I'm Sir Biggs, Sir Biggs, do you remember the uh, the name of the director of Take Back Alberta? Uh, David Parker. Sure is. So we received this tweet. The text is simply, "Oh, for I'll... fuck's sake!" Sorry. <laughs> there we go. We got the f bomb. The text is simply... Okay, I'm going to give $20 to the food bank for that. Uh, this was apparently tweeted on April 4th. The image says that it was tweeted on April 4th, 2022 at 7.27 a.m. It was tweeted from the... Allegedly tweeted from the account at David J. PBA. The text is, I love being white. And if you have a problem with that, I feel sorry for you. And the hashtag is wrong. Maybe he just really likes but, okay. candles. I don't know, but uh, yeah, but you know, you know, what kind of human do you have to be to be waking up and be like, oh yeah, 
I'm so white today. It feels good. Seriously? <laughs> it's a goddamn embarrassment. People. Yep. I hope. Here's my hope for 2023. I'm hoping that the people that have been duped by that organization, the communities that have been duped, will be able to be like, you know what? No, enough. Enough about racist stuff. Enough, enough about dog whistling, about, you know, virtue sign signaling to anti-science and racism and everything in between. Borderline anti-Semitism, like, let's be honest here. Um, I really hope that there's going to be uh, an awakening in Alberta. You know, it's okay to be conservative. I always say everybody's a little conservative. There's always a tiny little something somewhere that everybody's like, you know, it's like everybody's a little bit of socialist because, you know, you like healthcare. But here's my wish. I really hope that people will stop following trends and voting for someone because they have voted for the same thing for many, many years, just out of a habit. I hope, like I said, Write five things on a piece of paper. What works for you? I really hope that people will do their homework this year. And, you know, that's that's what I'm going to be focusing my efforts on. Um, my personal efforts. That's I don't want to be involved in, you know, I was, you know, I, I just I just can't. Um, it has gone too far. And, you know, um, Communities make up for 52% of the province now. I have breaking news for David Parker. His color skin is now the minority in the province. So, you know, maybe he should just take a sit, seat back and just... Nate, you look like you're struggling. I am. I'm just trying to to follow up because I knew there was this one too, and I just want to want to share this little gem with you as well. Because, like I said, Sorry. I have absolutely Sorry. no way of of verifying the uh, authenticity of of that tweet. That I think I, I heard for. about it earlier this summer. I think I heard about that tweet that you just showed earlier this summer. Well, there you go. So Thinking maybe that was. But here's one that I literally, and the reason why I was looking all all serious and junk was because I was literally putting this graphic together. Um, it wouldn't be, it seems, terribly off-brand for Mr. Parker of Take Back Alberta to throw that up because here's what he had to say about Michelle Rempel Garner. Never forget, Michelle Rempel is ashamed of the color of her skin mm -hmm. and believes she exists in a system dominated one. by white maleness. This woman is not on our side of the culture war vote according yeah yeah so you know david parker's racist here i said it <laughs> well there's let me know if you want my house address too, you know. for sure you know there's no who are you to this who is he to decide that there's a culture war when we've been you know who 
how entitled do you have to be to decide that, yeah, no, we're going through a culture war because my whiteness is being affected. Somebody's listening to Jordan Peterson a little too much. Well, here's what I'll say about the culture war. Sarah, correct me if I'm wrong. You are, uh, you are white, correct? White? Yes. Yes, I'm... Yes. You are wearing yes. a... Last Christmas day. sweater. Yeah. On a yeah. on a podcast hosted by a middle-aged white guy. Yeah. If we're talking about culture yeah. wars, so far we have white people wearing Christmas sweaters on a podcast with a guy, white middle-aged white guy with a beard. I think that Mr. Parker has nothing to worry about. No, he does not. And we need to become allies. We need to stop fighting. I'm tired of it. Like I was having a did, um, lunch with Erica Eiffel. She's a journalist out of Ottawa. She's one of the journalists with Rachel Gilmore targeted by Diagalon. And we had lunch together on Friday. And, you know, we're talking about things that we could do together in the future and all that. And she became a very dear friend. We met on Ryan Jesperson, actually, when we talked about the federal budget last year. Um, but... At the end of the day, we need to become allies and we need to stop. Does anybody want to raise their kid in that kind of bullshit? I don't. I don't. But that's Does the thing. Any- I think one of the, the, the big things that we have to be making sure that we're doing is as, as people who do have the ability to have podcasts or wear tacky Christmas sweaters without the, 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 the holiday Use your platform. or on christmas folks use your platform that's all i'm saying and everybody has one even if you've got 40 followers on the twitter machine those are 40 people that are believe that you're worth paying attention to and if you call out the abusive journalists if you call out the open racism if you call out the homophobia that matters because the there's two pieces to it first of all you're saying this is unacceptable not on my watch second of all there is a chance that somebody who's experiencing uh the 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 bigotry is going to see that and go hey maybe i'm not quite as alone as i felt i lived the racism from those guys this summer i really did i i had to fight back i had to be loud i had to comfort my candidate i had to be strong for her and her family. And I had to show that I was not bothered by it. Let me tell you, it's exhausting. It takes its toll. But we cannot stop. What I have seen this summer, my friends, is disgusting. Sarah Elder, when I went to record, I was invited to be on her podcast. It was some um, DSA uh, from the women thing. The one that oh, finished the, third. The, how, do, how do advanced women yeah. in... Uh... Yeah, and then a page on white supremacy tie-wrapped tie on her door. I've seen... I don't want to go through what I personally went through last summer ever again. And if I have to be louder so people understand, so I can use, because I'm very white, I'm fortunate, I have, you know... I have a roof over my head. I have everything I could want then some. I have money in the bank. I'm very, very fortunate. Um, 
use your voice for good. Don't use your voice to spread hate. And if you can, and if you have time, fuck. Like, what are we doing, guys? What are we doing? There's nothing just being just a little racist. It's like, you can't just be a little bit pregnant. It doesn't exist. You're racist or you're not. You're intolerant or you're not. We're saying right now the premier is hesitant about giving money to Campus Saint-Jean. In Edmonton, why? Why? Because they're French? Why? Because they're not studying Which English? is weird because given why? how because much she been... wants to be just like Quebec, you'd think she'd be embracing a French school. <laughs> it's, like, it's funny because the other day I received so. You know, I was born in Quebec. My first language is French. I receive a email from Stats Canada being like, hey, can you fill that survey? And it's a survey about minorities. I was like, what? In the eyes of the government, I'm seen as a minority. But I'm not. In Alberta. I'm not. I'm perfect. In Alberta. But I'm not. I have an English name. My kids speak English. I'm married to an Albert. Just swear in English, right, guys? Oh, I do. I I'm very very <laughs> good at swearing. So now here's my commitment. If I swear too much, I'm gonna have a cap of five times per episode. And if I go over that for every f bomb I'm going to throw, I'm going to give five dollars to the food bank. Oh, now I've got a game. Now I can see how much I can make you swear. <laughs> that, that'll be fun. But, uh, you know, I just hope that we wake up next year and that we stop pandering to those guys. Because those guys are master manipulators. They will go after vulnerable individuals to try to gain traction. And they tried to take over Calgary. Didn't work. But they're trying to take over everything else. So even if I'm you're gonna, conservative, you I'm, should not be able to. I'm going to read a comment. Uh, I'm not going to read the comment because I don't want to embarrass anyone. But I am going to say somebody in the comments is currently making the uh, the the arguments that uh, just because there's racists and bigots and homophobes in the UCP doesn't make the UCP racist or bigoted or homophobic and it doesn't make the leadership of the UCP no, racist or bigoted or homophobic. No, no, I, I, I'm, I'm going to do a thing here because here's the bottom line. If you're in a leadership role in an organization and you're aware that that shit exists, if you are not openly condemning it, you're allowing it. So you can say all you yeah. want that, you know, I've never heard Danielle Smith say something overtly racist. Um, oh, wait. Yes, I have about indigenous people all the fucking time. But let's let's ignore that one. That's not real racism. Oh, can I can I can I point to the example where she went after Leela this summer during the Fort McMurray debate when she went sure. off about immigration? But here's the thing. There's even if too. you even if you pretend that that uh Daniel Smith hasn't definitely said some very ignorant um, beneath the office of the premier things. Even if you pretend that she didn't try to use her Cherokee heritage as a shield for a controversy, 
the bottom line is if you don't openly condemn the behavior that's happening inside of your house, you're allowing it. And the UCP is her house. Y'all elected her. Y'all voted her in. Y'all are setting setting the tone. That's like saying if if you if you're just standing beside someone who's holding a Nazi flag, you're not a Nazi. If you're not taking down the Nazi flag, you're allowing it to be up there. And if you, especially if you're in a position of leadership, if you're if you know that these elements are in your your party and you're not openly condemning them, you are enabling them. And that's why I'm saying use your voice. If you're not if you're part of that party and you're not racist, use your voice. Speak up. Demand better. Ask for better. It's true though. Uh, Sir Biggs, be, be the shame. Yo, anything you want people to? We're 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 going to take a break. We're going to be coming back on Wednesday. I think it's the twenty eighth, and the goal is we're going to have us a panel discussion. So if anybody wants to, uh, if anybody has anybody that they'd like to see on the show, tell them to send us a, a DM because I think we can have up to ten people yeah. on this thing. And I would love to see how uh, how chaotic that uh, <coughs> we could make things. Um, but anything you think people should be paying attention for in the Alberta politics realm over the next week and a half, or are we safe for 10 days? Who the fuck knows? Like, we're going to go through a whole hello. Somebody's going to try to start on the Aloha gate again. That's, that's, that's going to be a thing. Um, no, I, you know, last week I was hoping for a quiet week. It's nobody cares. Like, it's over. It's so, but somebody somewhere is going to try because, ooh, principles. Yeah, there's none Anyways, of those. Um, no. So, uh, no, I'm really hoping that it's going to die down. I'm hoping that kids will be safe. And I'm hoping that that last week of school, you know, kids will not, you know, bring RSV of COVID to the dinner table on Christmas for grandma and grandpa. That's really what I'm trying to, you know. It's our first Christmas. It's not back to normal. Nothing's back to normal yet. But it's our first Christmas where we're allowed to be, like, really normal. Everybody's vaccinated three, four times. We have tests. We have the resources. You know, we are able to spend quality time together. Just enjoy your family. Ignore the government. We'll reconvene on January 2nd because everybody needs a break because, guys, the next six months will be knuckle-dragging and it's going to be exhausting. And the battleground is Calgary. And if you guys want to see something happen, something needs to happen. And that will take energy and involvement. And I'm not saying dollars. I'm not saying dollars. But if you can give, dependent, no matter who the party you go for, go or, you know. A, when the weather uh, gets nice, door knocking, man. Preferably not as, TBA. Door knocking, as, as, go knock doors. It's so door important. It's man. one of the they, biggest things that makes a difference in election. And candidates are always, always, always. I've never not once seen a political candidate say, Ah, you know what I've got too many of? There's just too many door knockers. I've got too many people who want to go out and spread the... So 
frustrating. That never happens. The first time, the first time I door knocked in Calgary was with Anna Ganey. She was the president of the Liberal Party, and her father knew my father. Her father was Bob Ganey, the um, hockey player. Anyways, it's kind of hockey stuff in Montreal. It's like religion, right? Everybody's like, ooh, hockey. Um, but everybody, everybody, like, just starve off, take back Alberta, get involved into something more sane and reasonable. You don't have to be involved with a party. Just go advocate for an organization that will be allowing to give you a voice. Let's go with that. But let's take a break. Let's take a real break. I, I'm i hoping nothing crazy is going to happen this week. There we go. Um, I don't have I'm going to ask you for, for an early prediction because I just got a, got a text message saying progressive UCP members are saying that the party is not only on track to lose the election, um, but also likely to split again. Last time it was due to the corruption of the PCs. This time it is due to the far right swing of rural riding. Sarah Biggs, one last question for you before we call it a night and get ready for the, the, the full on silly season. We got the same um, text. Are we going to split? I got the same text as you. There we go. Probably. Well, you and I got the same person texting us. That's fascinating. Well, you know. Um, it could happen. But it's, it's like there's no room for progressives anymore. There's no room. It's gone. They killed it. India is what they're not well. Yeah, yeah. They're not willing to listen to anyone. They're not willing to... You know, this summer we asked for a meeting with the, the Smith campaign and we were too liberal red for them, which is fascinating. Um, we'll see. But just let's do better, shall we? I can agree let's with Sarah to, Biggs. Let's try to create some. Yeah. Take the take the next week, week and a half. Them. Enjoy some time away. Yeah. But. I would also highly recommend, and I, I don't just say this because it's the show that I host, but we just dropped an episode this morning where we had a conversation with uh, an amazing, amazing, amazing Lisa, Lisa Young. Uh, she is a doctor of political science. She teaches at the University of Calgary. We went through all of the issues with her, and it was it's it was. I, I, it's like one of my top five is in interviews of the last year because it was, we hit some heavy, heavy material, but we had a lot of fun. We had a lot of laughs. And if you want to hear an incredibly well informed uh, person who's speaking from a place of deep, deep knowledge, uh, break down the dumpster fire. I'm going to read, I, I, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to, I'm going to read the endorsement that we got. And I take this as high compliment because I'm the annoying student in this, this tweet, I think uh, Dr. Dwayne Bratt tweeted out. If you've never been in a class with Lisa young or sorry at J Lisa young, this is close to it filled with political science concepts and explanatory anecdotes, informative and entertaining also includes the annoying student in the front row who keeps asking questions. I usually sat in the back. Is all I'm saying. So I've I've graduated oh. to the front row. I'll take it. I, um, 
You know, funny, funny story. I was asked to write something about Dr. Young on how she influenced me um, for something. So I was very, very honored. Um, there we go. She's fantastic. Go listen to it. It's she's a gem. It. You know, I would even say that's one to watch on the YouTube machine uh, or the Facebook machine because the the nuance of expression uh, that uh, that goes on in some of the things that Dr. Young says are um, are, are so good. Like and subscribe, as the kids say. Uh, I'm going to round it out. Uh, I got some sappy things that I'm going to say next Wednesday uh, because I got some 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 sappy feelings in this dried up crust of a heart of mine. Um, but uh, I want to. You do. I do. Uh, I want to just quickly say, say to Sarah Biggs, thank you so much for the the tag in tonight, as always. Love the perspective. Love being told how I'm wrong about things because. I get to be less wrong in the future. Um, I do want to say real quick to all of the people who are listening tonight, a big thank you for listening and hanging around. Um, it is very much appreciated. We got to get the, we got to get folks talking again though. Um, we haven't had, we haven't had people raising their hand in the Twitter spaces. And I came up with this big complex thing to make sure that the two things could talk. So um, if you're next Wednesday, it's going to be an open floor, pretty much. I don't even think we're going to have any topics we're bringing to the table. But if you have some thoughts on the last year of Alberta politics, we would love to hear from you, whether it's through the Twitter spaces or the very active comment section. Thank you to everybody in the comments tonight. Um, I also want to say, of course, a big thank you to everybody who is supporting us uh, on our Patreon page. There were some perks that went out. Some good stuff. People are getting some 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 holiday cheer in the mail over the next little bit uh whenever canada post gets it to them uh but i want to say a big thank you to all of our patreon supporters if you are if you have the means and you uh, appreciate the kind of content that we're trying to produce here we'd love nothing more than if you signed up to be one of our elite patreon supporters at www.patreon.com slash the breakdown ab where for just the price of a cup of coffee you can uh, help us continue to to push this giant boulder up the up the hill um so uh thank you to everybody um who's supporting us there thank you to everybody who shares the stuff who's watching the live streams we will be back december 28th with some sort of end of year holiday extravaganza we've got some names that we're already kicking around it's gonna be good so uh, until then, whatever holidays that you observe, uh, I hope they're great. And uh, in the in the meantime, take take some time for yourselves, uh, take care of each other, and um, most importantly, as always, keep the conversation going. <laughs>